You are listening to Move With Radiance with Stephanie Dankelson, a podcast all about redefining your relationship to exercise, food, and your body by learning how to first redefine the relationship with yourself. Are you ready to discover your inner truth, your inner radiance? Because there is a more freeing way to be fit. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Move With Radiance. I'm your host, Stephanie, and I hope you're having a wonderful week. Um, I began my Hungry for Happiness certification program this week. I don't know if you remember me kind of talking about this a little bit, but it's been something that I have decided to do um, back in November, I believe. Um, And the goal really is just to expand myself as a coach. Um, I'm so passionate about, you know, food and body image and, um, exercise addiction and trying to redefine the relationship with yourself so that you can heal the relationship you have with those things. And we had our first call last night and I, uh, just even just reading the course materials, I was like, this is exactly where I'm supposed to be. Just everything that Sam embodies, um, she's the founder of Hungry for Happiness and the, the coach for the program, is I just believe in it so much. And it was very similar to how I've healed. And I feel there's going to be even more um, personal growth throughout the program. And I'm just really freaking excited. Um, and it kind of ties along a little bit about what uh, I'm going to talk today about, <laughs> um, which I'm doing. I'm, I'm bringing you guys a solo episode today. Um, just this topic, I've written about it in my blog, but I wanted to bring it on the podcast because I really think that it's it's important to talk about. Um, but this kind of ties full circle because I wanted to discuss kind of my story of how I got here in terms of my business and just everything that went down last summer that sort of led to a lot of these choices. And sometimes it's scary to invest in yourself, especially when you don't know the end result. And I just wanted to talk about how I've learned to sort of listen to the cues, my internal cues that you know, this is a decision I need to be making and how to navigate hard choices. And then also how to navigate kind of the unexpected and how to get out on the other side. Um, I don't want to say unwounded because a lot of shit I think goes down when you go through a really hard time in your life, but how you can look back and take nuggets of gold from the experience. And so, yeah, it all sort of ties together <laughs> uh, in, in this underlying theme of learning how to trust yourself and your decisions and what it is that you actually want from this life and how to go for it because that can be really scary. But just from what I've done so far in this, I mean, throughout the course of my life, but especially in this past year, I mean, while it is freaking scary, it is so worth it. I will, I will say that at the end of of all of this, even though while you're going through it, it might not seem (laughs) like the best decision, but I can tell you now that I'm very thankful for everything that has gone down. So I want to just tell you guys my story and then just give you some nuggets that I've been able to take away from it. 
Um, and this all, I guess we'll back up just a tiny bit. Um, cause I'm going to be telling you my story from 2017, but this, a couple of events have sort of led up to it. Um, I, uh, I guess we'll just say this when I graduated college and transitioned to the whole nine to five, um, I struggled <laughs> and it was a really hard transition for me to go from kind of creating my own schedule to having to be at work from nine to five and, you know, do the specific job and it's kind of monotonous, you know, I sort of like to shake things up a little bit. And so transitioning was just really hard for me. I struggled a lot in my post-grad life. Um, I will say, (laughs) I think I almost, I kind of got a talking to in my first job where it was like, Hey, listen, if you don't get your shit together, this isn't going to work. And I think from that point on, and just throughout my life, I've kind of always struggled with authority figures. I've been, um, always a little bit afraid of, messing up and getting in trouble and doing things wrong. And I think that come that stems from some of my experiences I had, like as a really young kid, I specifically remember being shamed in kindergarten for, for making too many ornaments. And <laughs> I, that I mean that experience, because I remember it so vividly was pretty traumatic for me. And I think it shaped a lot of my beliefs moving forward and how I was always just so afraid of getting in trouble. I avoided it so much. And I think that that, you know, created a lot of my people pleasing tendencies and my perfectionism mindset. And, you know, that carried through into my professional life where my boss, you know, I was so afraid of messing up and admitting I did something wrong. And so there was a lot of stress and anxiety behind um, all of it. And so when I did graduate and started um, doing full-time work, especially it was a very unique, non-traditional nine to five job. It was very much, um, I was creating my own schedule, but I had my metrics that I needed to hit. I was traveling all of the time and, um, living by myself for the first time. And along with all of that, you know, I just moved to a new place. I didn't know anybody and it was really easy for me to isolate. Um, I think my drinking, kind of, I realized that, I think at that point I was, I realized what, I mean, looking back, not at the time, (laughs) um, I was using a lot of numbing mechanisms to just not deal with things. And so, um, I also had a really hard time with like self-motivation and just really struggled. And that's when I, um, I was just really afraid to admit that I was struggling. It was really hard for me. And so I didn't. And that reflected poorly, obviously in my work that I couldn't really explain myself. And that was a really hard job. And then, you know, I've transitioned a few times, but I always had this underlying fear of like getting fired. And I think as a young trying to, you know, young 20 something adult trying to make it in this world today with, you know, bills and student loans and all of these things. I wasn't 
necessarily used to. I was so afraid of like the, the worst case scenario of, well, if I get fired, how am I going to like survive? <laughs> how am I going to pay my bills? You know, again, cause I'm, you know, the one that tries to avoid getting in trouble. So I was like, if I can't pay my bills, then I'm going to get in trouble. And just created a lot of anxiety for myself around that whole mind, like that whole situation. <laughs> and so wanted to give you a little bit of background before we dive into like the meat of this, but I started a new job back in 2016 at a design agency in Boulder. And, um, I thought, I mean, it was probably one of the, I've talked about this before on the podcast, but that job was that I had a wonderful manager. It was a really pivotal point in my life where I was finally able to like, um, stop trying to control everything. And, um, like I was able to finally admit when I was struggling and I was able to talk to that manager about that kind of stuff. So I, and also learn to just trust my own abilities and stop questioning my knowledge. Cause again, I talked about that earlier, how, um, a lot of my decisions was based on this story that someone else had created for me around the fact that I was stupid essentially. And that was a story I was believing for myself. And so this job was really pivotal in, um, kind of dropping those, those truths that I was believing about myself. And, um, at that time too, I was also trying to figure out, well, like, where do I see my future? You know, I know that maybe nine to five is not exactly my end goal of my life. So what is it that I really want to do? And I had been digging into, you know, this whole life coaching, personal development kind of thing and was kind of interested in that. And, um, I was also still trying to figure out how was I going to fit, you know, my love of, you know, moving my body and, um, healing my disorders and how was I going to translate all of that into something? And so, Back in, I think, March of 2017, I was like, you know, I'm just going to buy my certification materials for personal training. And I'm going to study for this, and maybe I'll become a personal trainer. And I'm not exactly sure what I'm going to be doing, but that's just where I want to start. I just need to start. So I decided to buy my personal training materials, and I had this whole plan. And I mean, not like a really detailed plan, but like an idea of, you know, let's just get this ball rolling. We'll see what happens. And that was another expense that I was planning out for the next six months. I had to pay for my course materials and all of that and was just kind of getting ready to just ride it out. And the next month I got a message and like... I'll tell you, I kind of was, um, I feel I'm pretty good at reading people and I could tell the vibe in the office was a little off and we had a lot of, um, there were a lot of meetings going on with upper management and I could just tell the mood was weird. And we had had a small layoff, um, a month before. And at that point, I think I'd had a meeting And another one of my coworkers came in and his face was just white. And I was like, something's about to go down because the vibe is weird. And I get back to my desk and I have a message from our CEO asking me to come up to his office. And I'm like, here we go. (laughs) 
And essentially that conversation led to today's your last day. Your paycheck will be, your last paycheck will be in a couple of weeks and you have insurance for the rest of the month. We're really sorry. (laughs) And that was the moment that I have, like, I was so afraid of for so many years. Right. And it wasn't necessarily like you're fired, which I think there's a whole other layer of like, um, you're not good enough. And so that's why we're firing you. But this was still, you know, a layoff is, I mean, it was still worst case scenario where the next day I was going to be left with all of these unknowns and no job. And then all of those fears of like, I'm not gonna be able to pay my bills that started trickling in. And so it's crazy how, when you've been picturing this moment for so long, like, I mean, this is like how I've created the anxiety for myself. You know, I picture like, what's it gonna, what's it going to be like when I get fired? Um, and then it happens and you're like, you'll really, all of it, all of the like anxiety and stress of like planning for that worst case scenario, when the worst case scenario actually happens, it's not anything like I had planned yet. So I guess a little side note, it's kind of wasted energy to like plan out the best, the worst case scenario, because when that actually happens, you're still not prepared for it. <laughs> so it's like, you might as well not even stress about, um, if that were to happen. So I remember walking down the stairs and like packing up my desk and like, uh, there was a, I mean, pretty much half of the company had gotten laid off at that point. And I just remember riding my bike home thinking like, all right, well, that's it. (laughs) And I called my mom and I was oddly calm. Um, I was not expecting the calmness that I had been experiencing after that. And you know, she was like, what are you going to do? And was kind of a little bit more, um, stressed out than I was. And I was like, you know, I don't really know, but this is the situation and I'm just going to figure it out. And I think at first I was like, you know, I'll have more time to study. Um, I can listen to all the podcasts. I can clean my house. Like I can, I can deal with this. I'll, I'll, I'll be fine. And I was very calm for a couple of weeks. And then I was like, you know, I'm probably going to have to file for unemployment because I'm not exactly sure how I'm going to work out paying my bills. And of course, me as like a rule follower, you know, I was really stressed out about making sure I was doing everything correctly, that I wasn't going to get in trouble. And then I think the stress of it all kicked in. And I remember one day, Eric came home from work and I was just like sitting in my room on the floor and we were going to go for a bike ride or like a run or something. And I was just like, I can't. And he's just sitting there. And I remember feeling all of these emotions that I had been suppressing about, like I didn't, I had not expressed or like let myself grieve or like feel any of the negative emotions that came with getting laid off. And at that moment, I remember sitting on the ground and feeling this uncontrollable gurgle of all of these emotions like rise in my being. 
and just fucking exploded. Like complete mental breakdown. Like I, I, Eric was just sitting there like, what do I do? I mean, I was bawling. I was screaming. I remember like hitting my shorts against the wall. Like couldn't, I needed to like get all of it out. And at that moment, I was like, everything is falling apart and I don't know what to do. And I'm really fucking scared and I feel hopeless. And the, like the days leading up to that, I, you know, it kind of turned from the motivation of I'm going to get all this stuff done to isolation, numbing. I was watching, I was getting up later and later. Um, I was watching marathons of America's next top model or whatever. So I could get my hands on, on Netflix just to like avoid dealing or thinking about any of it. And I just remember feeling like that was my rock bottom. And just having no clue what I was going to do. I was angry. I had so much anxiety every single day, like this pit in my stomach. And even though I wasn't alone because I had so many people and like family reaching out to help me, I felt like nobody, nobody understood. And nobody, like I felt so alone and so misunderstood. Um, and then, you know, also frustrated because I wasn't studying. I wasn't doing any of the things that I was telling myself I was going to do. And following that meltdown, I remember sitting with Eric and, you know, he, I think was also thinking about his future career change and wanted to get away from, Um, He was an arborist at the time, so he wanted to move more into like an office job role and have less of a beat down on his body every single day. And he was, you know, looking for jobs in Boulder and stuff. And I just remember sitting there with him being like, what are we going to do? Like, what's our next move? Because we have to find, our lease was up um, in, we were, I was living with a roommate and he was, we were planning on living together the next time we signed a lease. And so we had to find a a place and we were both looking for new jobs. And one day we were just like, you know, let's just move to Utah because we'd been talking about it. And things at that moment had seemed like there were so many things going on that we might as well just try and start over in a new place. And so (laughs) we both started looking for jobs in Utah and we had also decided, you know, um, let's do a road trip in July and after the road trip, we'll just pack up and move to Utah. And so we had this timeline and we had this goal. We had no clue on the details at all whatsoever, but I think in that moment when you know, we came up with this end result of let's just get to Park City. That became my fire. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck all the details. We'll figure it out. Let's just get to Park City. 
And so from that point on, everything that I did was one step at a time with the end goal of just getting to Park City. And that started with, all right, buckle down and find an apartment. And I think at this point, I had no shame in just asking for what I needed. Because at that point, like the answer could definitely be no, but it could also be yes. And I think I was just so over everything that I wasn't even afraid of the no. And so I literally just said, you know what? I'm going to ask for what I need in every single situation. No shame. That's what I did. (laughs) So Eric and I ended up negotiating and finding an apartment um, in Park City for July. We found it in May, which is unheard of. Um, People don't start listing things until like a month or like a couple of weeks before it's available because it goes so quickly. Um, And somehow we found landlords that like the deposit, I mean, it was best case scenario in terms of finding a place. They just worked with us and the money wasn't an issue. And we were just like, you know, we're working professionals. We're going to find a job. We can't do first last month and a deposit, but we can give you a small deposit and then pay you right as soon as we move in. And they negotiated with us (laughs) and you know, we found our apartment over one weekend. We drove um, on Memorial weekend to go to Utah. We found the apartment and we were like, sold, sign the lease, done. Um, and then I had to pl- apply for jobs every single week because of my unemployment. But, um, you know, I, Eric and I were just hammering emails and phones and trying to get any kind of bite. And I was like, you know what? I'm determined to find a job in Park City because at that point, um, we could only have one car at the apartment. So I was like, one of us has to find a job in Park City so the other person can take the car. And that was my goal. I was like, finding a job in Park City, finding a job in Park City. The day before we went on our road trip, I had an interview with the job that I have now in Park City. And when I was told like, yes, you, here's the job offer. It was, I don't, it was like this trust that I had instilled in myself that I was going to be fine and that I was going to make it work. It was like, wow, you know, you just keep your eye on the prize and you work relentlessly for it and you trust yourself and you just keep pushing. And eventually you will find the light at the end of the tunnel. And so we go on this road trip and that was, I think that was probably the hardest, most trying part on our relationship for me and, and, and Eric, because the, just the hardship of trying not to spend money, um, he was still an unknown of what his job was going to be. It's hard. <laughs> it's really hard, but I think underneath it all, we both knew we were going to be fine. And, and at the end of the day, we were still there for each other that we were able to like make it out in one piece, definitely some scars along the way, but like we just kept pushing knowing what our end goal was. And so 
we get back from this road trip and um, we move to Park City. I start my job and Eric has like three or four different interviews and he freaking lands a job um, with the company that he was really wanting to uh, get a job with doing sales. And again, that was a huge transformation for him to go from like this, like I'm just an arborist to translating his skills to be like, I can do sales. And they believed in him and now he's freaking crushing it. And I think also throughout all of that, I was like, really anything can happen at any point in life. And if we always wait for like the perfect moment to get a move on the things that you really want from this life, that moment is never going to happen. And if we constantly try and avoid the worst case scenario, I think we're just going to miss out on so much and waste so much energy on something that may or may not happen. And even when it does happen, you're still not prepared for it. I think that just goes to show that we don't, two things. I think it goes to show that putting off our dreams and putting off the things that we really want to wait for the right moment. It's just never going to happen. And stressing over something that may or may not happen and knowing that you're still not going to be prepared for it. It's like, why not use that energy to cultivate the things that you want today? And so I kind of let, I was, you know, waiting for so long to make some of these changes in my life. You know, I when and, and when I moved to Park City, that's when I was like, you know, I'm going to start my blog because I do want to have my own business someday and maybe this blog can turn into it. But if I don't at least start somewhere and stop, you know, focusing on the name and stop focusing on the details and like, you know, playing with my fingers and my hands like, uh, well, maybe this will happen, maybe this will happen and just kind of mulling over it for so long um instead of just like saying, you know what, I can change it if I need to later. And just starting, um, like, I don't think I would have, like, I was just waiting for so long to do that. And I don't think I would have done it if all of this stuff didn't happen. And I guess the point that I'm trying to make is don't wait for some dramatic thing in your life to start acting out on the things that you want. Um, because for me, while, you know, and it, I like, I'll also say that, you know, I turned a worst case scenario into a, a huge positive and a, a momentum in my life, but we don't have to wait for those rock bottoms. We don't have to wait for those things to like start making changes that we want to see in our life. Because looking back, I had so many tools to be able to start my blog. And sure, you know, maybe this all in the grand scheme of things was the exact moment I needed to start it, but we don't need to wait. And if there's something that you've been putting on the back burner, because either you're too afraid of the unknown or it's not the quite the right time yet, I ask to challenge, I will ask you to challenge that. 
you know, why are you waiting? What, what is the worst case case scenario? Like what is the unknown that you're trying to avoid and ask yourself, like, does that have to be either the end result? Like does, if, if you were to make that choice, is that thing for sure going to happen? Or is that something, a story that you've made up in your mind about if you just, if you act on that dream, that thing will happen. And maybe it does happen, but what I've learned from this whole thing, I'm going in so many directions, guys, but I feel like there's just so many nuggets to take away from this. Um, I think it's just all coming back to trusting yourself that no matter what happens, you're going to be okay. And that you are a person that figures things out. And that at the end of it all, even though the, the situation that you're going through may be like the worst thing and, and maybe you're in the middle of it and you're like, why did I make this decision? But then you get to the end goal and it's like, wow, that was so worth it. Because now I'm living the life that I've been putting off for years. You know, my blog has turned into this podcast, which is cultivated and, and turned like my business is now like, I've figured out what I want to say, what my voice is. And I've, you know, I took a chance on this certification program that is going to just jumpstart everything, all of my dreams. Like I see this end result of like this dream that I've been putting off for so long because I was always so afraid of what was going to happen or I was waiting for the right time. And unfortunately, I had to let this experience, this horrible, stressful experience of getting laid off, like that was the reason I was able to jumpstart all of it. And and what I'm trying to say is we don't have to wait for that moment. And then also at the same time, if you have that moment of like rock bottom, we don't have to let the rock bottom it doesn't have to, well, one, it doesn't have to be perfect. Like it doesn't have to be pretty. Like we can have experience, like we can experience all of the feelings that comes with hitting the rock bottom, but then we can also let that rock bottom like catapult us into the direction that we want to go. And yes, all of this is hard. And I'm not saying that this is easy and that deciding to make a big step or a big change in your life is like, you know, a walk in the park because it's not. It's not. Starting your own business from the ground up is fucking hard. But it's what I want to do. And at the end of the day, it lights me up. And knowing that it, at the end of the day, this is my deepest dream and I'm acting on it, that makes everything worth it. It makes it worth it. And I think that if I wasn't acting out on my dreams, I would still be, you know, I could have, I, we could have just stayed in Boulder and like, I don't know. I just think sometimes life puts these things in front of us and we can either take a safe path or we can take a more difficult path, but one that will lead us closer to the life we want to be living. 
And, you know, I talked about this on my podcast with Tara, which if you haven't listened to that, I believe it's episode 12. It's so good. We talk about fear and we talk about making these hard, scary choices in our life and and, and trusting ourselves at the end of the day to know that we're going to make it through. So if you haven't listened to that episode, you should definitely go pop over there because I think all of this will kind of, um, it'll help make this, like it'll help make this make a little bit more sense. (laughs) Um, because I know how scary it is to just, uh, say, well, that's a fear, but I'm not going to listen to that today. Um, because our fears are fears for a reason. But if over time we can start making small, uh, investments or investments in ourself and small little steps towards our dreams and small little leaps of faith, then, you know, all of those things together will then provide this, this evidence of I'm going to be okay. And I can make a really big, hard, scary choice. So I feel like this Thanks for following along. I feel like this podcast maybe was a little jumbled, but I had just so many thoughts that I wanted to share. And I feel like I haven't really shared my story of how I've gotten here um, on the podcast yet. And I just want to demonstrate that one, no matter what, like that was one of my worst fears that had come true, you know, being laid off and, and having this sea of unknown following me and having to navigate through all of it to get to the end, you know, that came true for me. And I just want to say that you can get through anything. You just have to believe in yourself and you have to have this true knowing that everything's going to be okay. And sometimes, or a lot of the time, it all comes back to just investing in yourself and in your future. And I think today we've been told, you know, it's selfish to think of yourself first and it's selfish to do all of these things for yourself. But I think that's bullshit. And I think that if we're not investing in ourselves and if we're not putting time and effort and self-care into ourselves, then we can't possibly have enough energy and, um, self-awareness to help other people fully. We can't show up for other people in our lives if we've put ourselves on the back burner. And so, you know, it's kind of scary. Like I invested a lot of money and time into myself this past year, something I've never done before. And I can tell you that, yes, while it is, you know, you're thinking like, this is crazy. Am I crazy? Should I be doing this? But if if you learn to pick apart and really listen to that fire within you of this is what I want for my life. And, and if that, if that thing doesn't leave you alone, it just keeps coming back and coming back and coming back. That's how, you know, okay, maybe I need to make this decision. Maybe I need to invest in myself because this life is short. And I know I say this all the time, but like we need to live it fully And if you're putting stuff off and you're putting yourself on the back burner out of fear or out of, you know, maybe what's how, like what everyone else is telling you, you should be doing and you're not truly living the life that you feel so authentically in line with, maybe it's time to question why. Because 
when you start taking a chance on yourself, it's crazy what happens. It's crazy. And I'm telling you, it's worth it's it's so worth it. So I'm going to leave you with this. Learning how to trust yourself to take these little, even just small leaps of faith takes practice. It takes a lot of trust <laughs> and it, it's scary. I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit here and say that like all of this, like I said before, it's not, it's not easy. But I will say a hundred percent, thousand million trillion times percent, it's so worth it. And even if you don't make it to where you thought you wanted to be going, there's so many pieces of, of information and so many life lessons and so many, maybe a detour or something that will take you to the place that I truly believe you're supposed to be at. Because I know like this moment where I'm sitting right now is exactly where I'm supposed to be. So see what it feels like to just take one little tiny step towards something that you have been putting off. And let me know if you do. I would love just, you know, tag me in a story or send me a message or something and let me know if, if you've done something because I love hearing from you guys. <laughs> um, it's, it's, I mean, this is why I do this. So, um, yeah, thanks for <laughs> listening to this episode. I hope there was something helpful in there. I hope that something made sense or clicked. And, um, I just so appreciate all of you. I really, I, I'm going to do my best to share the learnings that I'm getting from my certification program, which was a very scary choice and a hefty investment, (laughs) I will say. Um, And I'm not going to lie, you know, I think sometimes I still have this fear of getting laid off, Um, you know, like, like floating around in the back of my brain. But, you know, our fears never actually go away. It just, you learn how to deal with them differently. Um, and I think too, it's, it's okay. It's okay to have all the feelings and to just honor whatever wants come up, because if not, you will have an explosion of a panic attack slash, um, meltdown like I did, <laughs> which it's okay if you do. I'm just saying learning how to deal with them as they come up has been very helpful for me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I will try and share pieces of my learning as I go, because I think that, I mean, it's just going to be a fan freaking tastic ride. Um, and so much good stuff to be sharing with you all as, as we come up and, um, just wanting to be a better coach and help and diet culture and help everyone feel a little less alone. So again, thank you all for being here. I couldn't do this without you. Um, Trying to think if there was anything else I wanted to let you know. Um, if I'm I'm toying with the idea of doing so, um, if you haven't listened to Andrea Owen, um, her podcast is called um, Your Kickass Life, and it's really how I got started with all of my personal development or like my learnings. Um, if you haven't listened to her stuff, go take her 
go have a listen, but she does a series on her podcast called the recovery series and it's focused on sobriety. Um, I was kind of toying with the idea of doing a similar type of series, um, around recovery, but for folks who've struggled with, um, disordered eating, eating disorders and, and, or exercise addiction. So, um, I've had a few people reach out wanting to be on the podcast regarding that. And if, if you are interested in telling your story on, on the air, <laughs> maybe you've reached a point of recovery and, and um, you have some little nuggets of info you want to be sharing, um, send me an email, uh, hello at stephanie-dankelson.com and we can chat. I'm, I'm not 100% sure if I'm going to go through on this, but if this is something you guys would be interested in hearing, I um, want to know. And also, if you want to be someone to, if you want to share your story on the podcast, please send me an email and let me know. Otherwise, I hope you have a great weekend and yeah, we will all chat soon. Thanks so much. Bye. Thank you so, so much for listening and for being here with me. If you want more resources, pop on over to www.stephanie-dankelson.com. And until next time, stay radiant.